This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by Dan Gillette and Heather Moog. We each serve in different roles at Valley Bible Church. Without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Okay, well, welcome to episode 51 of the Behold podcast. Now, if you missed last week's episode, which is episode 50, be sure to give that a listen because we got to hear from just a lot of you guys, a lot of you listeners about how after 50 episodes, the Behold podcast has impacted them and mattered. So, when we got we got hundreds of those submissions, by the way, and so we we it took us forever to sort through Cream of the crop. and pick the best ones. So, if you if yours didn't get played, uh, we apologize. No, I'm just kidding. We we <laughs> we barely had enough to fill the day. No, oh, but, I thought that was real. <laughs> no, no, but thank you to everyone who did. Uh, you know, send stuff in. It was super encouraging for us. So. Yeah, and just you know, for you listening, I know there's a lot of people who are probably thinking, "Hey, I would have done it if you asked me." Sorry, we didn't get you, get to you. We can't get everybody. But anyways, we were encouraged last week. We hope you were too. If you didn't listen, go back and listen now. Uh, hello, by the way, this is Sean and Dan and Heather. As you heard, woo. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Oh man, doing doing great, and uh, it's really fun. I don't know if we're allowed to tell people, but we're we're actually all kind of in the f- same physical space right now. A lot of times we do this over Zoom, and so we're all kind of we're here, we're distanced out, and uh, just it's nice to be able to see you guys in the in the flesh here in the studio. So yeah, this is mm-hmm. awesome. And in fact, a lot of you guys don't know, but I'm actually looking at the masterminds oh, behind boy. a lot of what <laughs> happens here at VBC, but. But specifically, I don't know if you guys have noticed, uh, for those of you that have been coming in in person to the outdoor services at the crossing or watching online, uh, we have a, we have a new set design for Easter, this new Easter series we've been going through. It looks beautiful. It's super, I would call it like boho. It's kind of like a cool, like, you know, (laughs) uh, beige kind of warm tones and, and wood and geometric shapes and stuff. It looks awesome. You guys basically came up with that whole thing, right? And you built that whole thing and, so I thought it'd be kind of fun, like any funny stories or, or what was that experience like, like, you know, for the people at home, like they, I think they like to, to see behind the curtain, you know, at VBC, what's happening. Well, I just, first of all, before we get into it, I just want to say when it comes to all things like visual and creative at VBC, every good and perfect thing comes from Heather Moog. Yes. <laughs> all, everything that's like an attractive much. thing you've seen on a Sunday morning, it's, it's, it's her camp and it makes sense. You know, she's their visuals person here. But yeah, that was a fun one. It was fun to be able to um, look at some stuff and come up with something that kind of ties in with all the hard work she did on the graphics end of things. Uh, yeah, constructing it was a bit of a process. A lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> I think we often think of these ideas and then the reality of it sets in. You know, you got to get all the pieces from Home Depot and get some extra hands to help and... So it was a team effort pulling it together. You, it guys, you guys were down there for for a lot of hours, a bunch of days in a row, ma- making it. it was a labor of love. I, a lot I of think. Paint I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna throw Christian under the bus here. And Heather, she much more kindly than me said it before the podcast. It was a lesson in learning people's giftings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those times where Christian Derquito, man, one of the most hardworking fellows I know with a heart for the Lord 
who is so eager to help. Very talented in in many areas. So, so many, many things that do not include paintbrushes and paint rollers. <laughs> he is like he, he is like the sledgehammer approach when it comes to paint. There's like paint slopping all over the floor. He yes, paint, he literally dude. painted me. There's paint on me. From <laughs> dude, well, what's he? No, he no, or maybe he's just the Jackson Pollock. Wow. Of you oh, know, church set designs. There you like, go. He's trying to you know get his little splatter thing. Abstract. Going. You have to In- interpret your skills. own. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's awesome. Well, you got it done. That's fine. And uh, thank you to everyone who's who done that, who who helped with that. And I think it really contributes to you know just tying the whole thing together and and helping us celebrate this amazing season that we're, we're, we're in the right in the middle of. Um, so Sean, why don't you remind everybody what, what our Easter series is, uh, that we've been going through on Sunday mornings. He is risen y'all. He is risen. Yeah. So Indeed. we're, uh, I'm a little correction here. Nate said it wrong. He said overcoming hope. It's called an overcoming hope. Cause you don't want people to be confused. We're not overcoming hope. You know, we have <laughs> we a hope. We are against hope. <laughs> the exactly. hope is overcoming. Yeah, it's, it's, Defeated. <laughs> you know, we're talking about just how, how the fact that Jesus willingly and joyfully went to the cross and died and rose again for us and everything that, that means, just why that gives us a, a hope that can overcome fear and anxiety and depression and, and all those kinds of things. And it's been cool so far. It's been really cool. And, you know, Nate on Sunday, um, I was just so encouraged hearing him just remind us of a little bit more of what Jesus's heart was in that, you know, of not just that he went to the cross and died for our sins, but really just what his like posture was and his attitude. And I don't know about you guys, but I really came away just kind of with some more um, like application and like relatable things Mm -hmm. like, man, maybe my posture can better reflect this in certain ways. Um, Yeah. But what do you guys think? Yeah. I similarly, I was really encouraged in um, remembering Jesus' motivation in going to the cross. And um, Dan's going to talk a little bit about this too, but just the reality that this wasn't something that was um, unplanned in the sense that Jesus was not a victim. Nathan said that a few times on Sunday. And that is encouraging because he was being obedient to the Father and and you know, like the Hebrews verse at the end, he he did this for the joy that was set before him. Um, not that we're not uh, freed up from from the sin that sent him to the cross, but he he knew his mission from the Father, and mm-hmm. that's encur- that's an encouraging reality. And then also, like you were saying, thinking about our um, our what's the word demeanor and our. Uh, the way that we handle suffering too, thinking about how to apply this, you know, this, this has meaning for our life now. It's not just a, an historical account, but it has impact for our lives today. So definitely a lot to chew on from, from this. And I would encourage you to listen to the message again, if, yeah. if you haven't um, already. Yeah. And I, and I like that word that you said, like sobering, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that, that was definitely one of the things that as I went through there, you know, just even, um, even just hearing, all of the the spectrum of of the human you know uh betrayal and and just the the human condition really yeah. you know and i've never thought about the the account of jesus's you know betrayal and arrest and torture and crucifixion and death i've never thought about it from the perspective of man this is like case in point of why jesus had to do this mm. because look at just in you know in this one uh, situation, this one scene, uh, 
look at how vile humanity can be, <laughs> yeah, you know, and Nate just did true. such a great job, um, even from a historical perspective, just breaking that down for us. Like, he did. man, there was just, there, there was, you know, you saw envy and you saw the fear of, of man and, um, you, you saw the, the resentment of the crowd and, and cynicism and contempt and brutality and, and just like, you know, Nate, Nate said this phrase that's really been echoing in my head ever since Sunday. And he said, you know, G, we hear a lot of times that Jesus died for our sins and that's true, but he also died from our sins. So everything that led up to his death was, was this evidence of sinful man and, and how we are in such desperate need of a savior. And so it was sobering for me too, like, to just because I think it pointed a mirror, like you guys are saying, it pointed a mirror at me and be like, okay, well, how am I, you know, enduring difficulty and suffering and trial and pain? And, and, you know, am I, am I Christ-like in that? But it was also sobering just from the, from the perspective of, man, um, it really <laughs> pointed a finger at humanity. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we all, it's at one point or another in our life have, have been caught up in these types of sins that were displayed, you know, in the scene of the, of the crucifixion. Yeah, it's so true. I also felt that way of just like a, a reminder of how depraved the world is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it just got me thinking about like, if we are subscribing to that or not, you know, like when scripture says that a friend of the world is, is an enemy of God, like it just, it's so quickly we get caught up in that, you know, we're like scrolling through our Instagram feed or reading the news or whatever it is. Mm. And just our ways of thinking can so easily be influenced by that, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking about, I love like that second section that Nathan went through about how, yeah, that's like the, the status of humanity, just the, the vileness that they attacked Jesus with. But then I love his header of just, but throughout this process, Jesus faced all of those evils with a majestic serenity and a single-minded focus, you know, and that, that first Peter two verse that he referenced is one of my favorites. I think about that all the time about that process of, when we suffer and trusting ourselves to him who judges justly, you know? But then I was just thinking about that process in response to what you were just saying, Dan, of like, this is the nature of humanity. And then especially this last year, you know, a lot of us have gone through hardships or a lot of us have felt offended or frustrated or angsty or whatever that is. And um, it just seems with that picture of serenity, you know, and single-minded focus, I think about that and just how counter of like a, a countenance that is, you know, and just, I prayed and just asked myself, have I been doing that? You know, when it comes to issues of COVID or like Dan, you and I all week, we've been talking about our reopening plan at the church. And it's so easy to get frustrated as we talk about that, you know, and am I responding to that with a serenity and entrusting focus, yeah, you know, yeah. or am I like upset about it and frustrated? And then the second question to that is, a lot of times it's yes, I am getting frustrated or I am upset or I'm discontent right. or whatever it is. And the question is just why, you yeah. know? And when you really think about it, like 10 times out of 10, it's it's for selfish reasons. It's because mm-hmm. I want what I want, you know? I'm more concerned with with me and how I feel than the, than the process of entrusting these things to God. So anyways, sobering. Humbling, yeah, yeah, all those yeah. things. Can we, let's, t- let's talk about that word serenity a little bit. You know, I'd love to hear your sure. thoughts, Heather, just on that, because I think <laughs> I think most people in the world, if you said, hey, you know, is, is serenity uh, something you would like? <laughs> most people would say, yes, please, like serenity now. Like I'll take <laughs> yeah, it, you know? That's what I thought of too. Um, and and uh, there's obviously a lot of ways to pursue that that are outside of like a biblical worldview or 
outside of, you know, looking to Christ as our example, but, but like, you know, what, what does that word bring to mind for you, Heather? And like, when you look at Jesus, how he suffered, like, and even that reference, you know, in Isaiah 53, that he was silent, like, like Mm -hmm. a lamb is, you know, being led to the slaughter. Like he, he, he didn't, um, try to defend himself or, you know, rise up and like, you know, get even with those that were, that were reviling him or or coming against him. You know, how, how, how does that lead to serenity? You know, like, and, and what can we learn about that in our situation? Like, cause I think we're all to your point, Sean, I think we're all dealing with like stress in some way right now. Um, that's just a part of life, but I think even more, you know, there's even more pressure on us, you know, I think the, you know, because of this crazy mm-hmm. year and a half we've had. So Definitely. what do you think about that word serenity, Heather? What comes to mind? I would say peace with enduring strength. Um, mm. Because as you said, the the world <laughs> tries to offer peace. You know, right. there's things that we seek in the world to find peace. Before knowing the Lord, I try to find peace by controlling things or, you know, spiritual things that or are Or pretending that things aren't like, like just tuning out the world. Yeah. Like yeah. Head disengaging in the sand kind of a thing. or, yeah, or right. escaping or going on vacation. There's lots of, of things that put bef- are put before us that we think are going to give us peace, but they don't. So it's really that, that deep peace from the Lord that surpasses all understanding. And really you can only find it in him. Um, but the cool thing is he makes it available to us. I've been reading Philippians for a lot recently. That's a verse that just comes to mind a lot. And, you know, when you read the the news, it's easy to be discouraged and worried and not at peace. But then you go to that passage and it's it says to rejoice always and that we can we can experience the peace of God when we seek him in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So we can come to him um and he makes that peace available to us, which is amazing. And then I think uh, I thought of the strength enduring strength because um, like Jesus was, was so powerful. He could have done, he could have called legions of angels down to deliver him, you know? Um, And yet he was soup. He was very meek and, and humbled himself. So I think we have that opportunity. We have that same opportunity. We're not powerful like Jesus. We have that same opportunity to humble, humble ourselves. If that makes sense in, in moments of suffering or where we're faced with different trials, um, and to endure as he right. did, hopefully with him as our example. Yeah, man, this reminds me of, um, thank you, Heather. What we were talking about the other day with, I think Connie about, or Caroline maybe about the idea of like calmness and stillness mm. and like quietness. Mm. And it's interesting because, you know, as we've been talking about in staff, we're just, we're so busy and it's so easy to become distracted but really one of the hallmarks of being a follower of Christ and this like process of renewing our minds and sanctification should be an ability to have like calmness and peace, you know? And that reminds me of the Isaiah 32 verse in thirty-two seventeen, when it talks about righteousness, you know, and righteousness, you know, living life in accordance with God's way, that should be hand in hand with becoming more and more Christ-like, you yeah. know, with sanctification. And so Isaiah 32, 17 says, and the effect of righteousness will be peace and the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. And, and I just love that. And I think about that quietness and trust forever. And unfortunately for me, this has definitely been true. And I think for a lot of us, 
quietness and trust forever is not how we would characterize our response to 2020 and COVID and everything going on. So again, it's just a reminder of, yeah, we do have access because of Jesus, which I think we're going to get to in a little bit, like through, through Hebrews, but because of that, we can look to him and we can endure and we can run this race with endurance and peace and calmness. And at the end of the day, like you said, Dan, that, that idea of just serenity. And it's not like, uh, I think sometimes we think about serenity as like, uh, I'm detached from the world, like kind of kumbaya. Yeah. <laughs> find your enlightenment thing, you know, but it's not, it's instead it's, yeah, I am removed from the suffering and woes of this world. You know, I don't have to be affected by them. I'm not naive to them, mm-hmm. you know, but because of Jesus, we have a confidence that can, again, overcome and overcoming hope yeah, <laughs> over yeah. those things. Well, let, let's go ahead and take it to, to Hebrews 12 because uh, on, on Sunday, Nate did, did a great job just looking at those those first three verses of Hebrews 12 and and kind of talking about this blueprint, you know, for suffering. And I, I really liked, you know, Sean, that you brought up this this idea. Uh, uh, I mean, you kind of built, it, it's kind of cool. Like, we're, I feel like we're uncovering something. We're like on like an archaeological dig. And I feel like we're like, <laughs> we're excavating something here because, you know, we talked about serenity as, as this, this peaceful um, kind of enduring strength. Right. And then you talked about like this idea of righteousness, right? There's, there's a, there's a peace that comes from knowing we are made right, you know, and, and that's an Mm -hmm. ongoing process. It's obviously something that Jesus secured for us once and for all at the cross, but it's this ongoing process of sanctification and and Nate talked about the first three verses of Hebrews twelve, but if you keep reading in 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 that chapter, and we don't always have time to do this stuff, that's why the podcast is so great. But um, I love what uh, what the author of Hebrews does with that whole thing because he talks about, hey, don't don't be discouraged if you're enduring hardship, it, because it's it's God's way of disciplining you, the way a father disciplines their you know, it's, it's, mm. it's his children yeah. and it's actually proof and evidence that you belong to God. And then verse seven is so cool. It says, as you endure this divine discipline, um, you know, it's, it, it's like something that we should see as like, we, we respect and we, and we love God through that. Right. And then it's, it's amazing. Like basically if you keep, I love this, like if you, if you, um, endure, right? If you keep going through it, um, if you don't give up, then you will, you're going to reap this, this, this harvest of righteousness. It's the peaceful fruit of righteousness. If you don't give up, you know, and, and I love too, like that there's that sentiment in there of like, Hey, no one likes this. Like no one, no one enjoys going through suffering. Like, and you don't have to, it's freeing to know that we don't have to be like, yay, suffering, you know, (laughs) but, but if we can think ahead to the end, right. Because I think a lot of times when we're going through something hard, we're like, where's the, where's the exit, you know, where's the off ramp? Like, how can I get, get over and out of this thing as soon as possible? But there's this it's a process that God wants us to go through. It's he's treating us as sons and daughters. And, mm-hmm. and, and if we go through it, if we endure, we will get, we'll, we will get this reward of righteousness. It's a peaceful fruit of righteousness. And um, who doesn't want that? I want it. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> yes, please. Um, so, so on that whole like <laughs> blueprint that Nate gave us, you know, on Sunday, what were some really helpful, like practical things for you guys um, just to, that you pulled out of that, you know, so that we can suffer well, like, and, and more Christ-like. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's sometimes I think about this process of like looking to God and entrusting ourselves to him and it feels very complicated, you know? And of course there's like many aspects to that. And it's, it is, I mean, it's a beautiful way of life that God designed us to live, you know, but at the same time, it's really not that complicated, you know, look to Jesus, seek him and he will give you these things. And a lot of times we just, we make it so complicated and we make it seem like Christian life is just so foreign to everything going on in our daily lives. You know, Mm. like, oh, I got, I got work today. I got to go to the gym. I got to take the kids to soccer practice. I don't have time for this, this, the spiritual stuff, you know? (laughs) Right. But in reality, we just got to bring it back to basics. And it's like, look, God designed for you to live life with him forever. You know, that's how you're meant to live. Mm -hmm. And Jesus has made the way. And so if, if, you're, if, that, if you're someone who is in that kind of unfamiliar space where you're not used to doing this, it's just the little things of turning your heart and your eyes towards Jesus and trusting that he's going to produce these things. You know, maybe that's a five second prayer, you know, maybe it's a one verse, one verse for the month that you're going to think about and memorize, whatever it is, but just that process of focusing, you know, and, and trusting ourselves. And so that's one thing is just, as far as the blueprint goes, that's like step one is just, Hey, you got to turn your eyes towards heaven, turn your eyes towards Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really good. And, and I just, I love how you brought up that uh, the, the false dichotomy of like, okay, well, this is like my spiritual, like church Jesus life. Mm-hmm. And then like, then there's like everything else, you know, there's, mm-hmm. it, it, and it's like, it's that age old thing, like sacred versus secular, you know? Right. And, and if you read the Bible, like, and if you see the way Jesus taught and the way he lived, like, there's no separation. It's all sacred. It's all, um, you know, like meant to be, uh, under the umbrella of like the spiritual world, you know? And it's so easy to get caught up in the physical because that's what we see. And that's what we interact with, you know, day in and day out. But the spiritual world is, is just as real, um, if not more real. And it actually affects every single thing that we, we encounter. Yeah. Well, and it's like, sometimes we think about it and it's like church or Jesus or the Bible, whatever it is, that's like the odd sheep out. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Jesus is not the imposter in life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like everything else that you're talking about, that's, that's the problem here. That's right. the imposter in the room. Not, not the Jesus. invader. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like Jesus is like, is like this awkward shape we're trying to fit in. It's like, you know, that's the exact wrong way to think about it. Yeah. So that's good. What else? What else from the blueprint that Nate gave us? For me, it was the um, the part that stands out from Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 is um, for the joy that was set before him, he mm. endured the cross. Mm. And so, yeah, I'd love to chew on that more. Like what, what was that joy? Um, and I think, I think we can talk about it, that we have that same joy. Okay. We we have that same um, thing to look forward to. Thing to look forward to. Right. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? One thing I thought of was just the the restored relationship that he was going to have with with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what he was looking forward to. But is there anything else that that we might miss out just reading this at first glance? No, I think that's that's a good insight. And I, I do, I, I agree. I think we do have that same joy. You know, the joy that was set before Jesus was him restoring the path to his father, you know? And we have that same joy. You know, we can also delight in that in that covenant and that restoration and that hope that we have now 
for eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about, cause I, I agree. That's like when we, we think about suffering, most things, if it's like you said, it's a, it's a symbol that the Lord loves us and has adopted us as his sons and daughters. Suffering will be momentary and for purpose a lot of the times, mm-hmm. you know, and then I just think about like, um, in second Corinthians four, you know, cause for it's a momentary affliction that's preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. And I think when we're talking about eternal weight of glory, this is what we're talking about. The same joy that Jesus had is of eternity spent in his presence, worshiping him. Yeah. And the, the elimination of, of every sinful, you know, inclination of, of, of humankind, like all the stuff that we saw with the arrest and the betrayal and the torture and the crucifixion and the death of Jesus, like all of that stuff that, 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 you know, was used as a mechanism for that. And all of the, all of the reasons why that whole thing took place, those things will be forever banished, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and sickness, guess what? That too, no more coronavirus, you know? Yeah. No more masks, no more vaccines, (laughs) like, and, and even death itself will come to an end and Jesus will wipe every tear from our eyes. And so, man, you got to think that, that, that was, uh, that was the carrot, if you will, that was dangling in front of Jesus. That's what he's like, I cannot wait for that, you know? And so, yeah. So in the same way we can, we can look forward to to that. And and we talked about, we've talked about this, you know, a handful of times on the podcast. And I think it's one of the, the cool things that has maybe come out from this weird era that we're all living in is just a greater sense of anticipation and longing and, and even just a greater understanding about heaven and, and eternity and, and just wanting to see, um, wanting to see that day come, you know, haste the day, but also, uh, maybe having a more, a greater, not maybe, sorry, having a greater (laughs) sense of urgency as we, as we share with people. Um, you know, something else that, that I think maybe gets overlooked in, in those first three verses of Hebrew, Hebrews 12 is, is this whole like cloud of witnesses thing, you know? Mm. Um, and so certainly we are to, uh, you know, we're to, we're to consider Jesus um, and, and think about how he suffered and to look, look to him as a model, obviously. But there's also this other thing that, that the author of Hebrews wants us to consider too, which is we're not alone in, in our suffering, <laughs> you know, that, that ever since, you know, sin entered the world, f- you know, all throughout the generations, thousands and thousands of years, human humans have suffered mm-hmm. and faithful followers of God, friends of God have been caught up in that as well. And, and he's saying now those people, they're, they, they, they're kind of like forerunners for us, you know, like they, they walked this road before us. And so we can, we can look to them and, and see their example. And also, right. Does it, whenever we realize we're not alone in whatever it is we're, we're going through, doesn't that, what does that do for us? You know, doesn't that kind of hearten us? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's encouraging for sure. Well, yeah. And I love, um, just like thinking about that and like everyone who's done it before done gone through this before us, namely Jesus, of course. Right. But then also Paul and the apostles and everyone else and even people in our own lives who are still alive, you yeah. know, who are examples to us. I just think about that. And yeah, it is encouraging. And it's also like like a pull your boots up kind of moment, which I right. even love later in Hebrews twelve, just the charge that's given. And I'll read it. And just this again, good, yeah. Talking yeah. about discipline, right? And um 
momentary suffering and all that good stuff. So starting in verse 11, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who've been trained by it, which first of all, so amazing, just with that reminder. But then I love this, just this like, pick yourself up moment. So in verse 12, therefore lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone. And I love this, how it ends right here. And for strive for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And I just love that reminder that, hey, we're not just picking ourselves up and trying to run this race with endurance just for kicks, but it's because of this. It's because of this righteousness that we're, that we're demonstrating. It's because of this way that we're suffering with peace and endurance and serenity that people are going to be able to see the Lord. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is so that good. Is just to add on to that too, like backing up to Hebrews 11, you know, there's this list of all these people in, in our faith history. You know, you have Abraham and Moses and Rahab. And I was just thinking while you guys were talking, like these are very average people, but the Lord used them in, in amazing ways. And what unites all their stories, that common thread is that they did what they did by faith, yeah, by faith in the Lord. And so like you were saying, Dan, we're not alone. And we have these amazing examples in the word of God, these amazing stories. Um, but they were people who were just like us, but they trusted in the Lord yeah, yeah. and had faith in him so we can do the same. Yeah. That. And that's one of the things I, too, I think that's come out in this series, this Overcoming Hope series is like just reminding us all, hey, faith is just about trust. You yeah. know, and it's just um, the the question is like, is God trustworthy? You right. know, and you think about man, all these kinds of wild things that um, that these Old Testament like you know historical figures were were asked to do. That that God said, hey, you know, leave leave everything you know mm-hmm. and go to this foreign land, and I'm going to give you what what I promised you. You know, whatever or. Um, I mean, it just, you could go all the way down that list and it's like pretty radical things, mm-hmm. but, but they had reason to, to trust God and they, they took that step. And yeah, that, that is so crucial in suffering is that we were trusting the father that he is, um, you know, what's happening to us is not some strange aberration, you know, it's, it's been endured by faithful friends of God for, for, for generations and generations um, it's, it's happening all across the world, even now, right? right? It's not, it's not uh, exceptionally cruel to us, you know, it's just part of, it's part of the package, you know? Um, and it's, it's meant for our, 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 our growth, you know? And I even think about a lot of times when I think about suffering, I think about, we were talking about this in my, in our connect group on Sunday, like how vital struggle is and, to even just nature, like pushing forward and grow, like you see it in God's, you see it in God's design and creation, you know, Mm -hmm. like you think about even, you know, a caterpillar when they are making that metamorphosis into a butterfly, they, when, when they're inside that cocoon, they need to kind of claw their way out of that whole thing. And, and yeah, I could come along and like cut a little hole with my knife and like help them out a little bit, you know, but, but the process of struggle is what gives that butterfly the skills and the grit and the, and the strength that it needs to survive in the real world when it gets outside the cocoon, 
you know, or you think about even just a seed, like when it, when it's, when it's buried underground in darkness and, and all the mm. pressure and weight of the soil, you know, it's got a struggle to, 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 to reach the nutrients and to get to the sun. And, and, and that's how, you know, things grow. I mean, it's yeah. through struggle and breakthrough and like, you know, you think about how it, how's a diamond made, you know, pressure, pressure. <laughs> Right. And so, so there's just so much in creation and nature, even think about how, how our muscles grow. It's all about breaking them down and building them back up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think we, there's all these clues all throughout <laughs> scripture, all throughout nature that, it, that God is telling us, you know, obstacle is the way yeah. <laughs> it's the way forward, you know? And um, sometimes we, we just, we hide from it or we try to get out of it instead of just trusting God and going through it and say, and, and, and believing that he is doing this for our benefit, you mm-hmm. know? He has a good purpose. Yeah. Amen. You beautiful butterflies, you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And, you know, I think, um, we're probably getting ready to wrap up here, but just, I know we're like going 60 miles an hour here about suffering and trust and all those things. And again, I understand if you're, if you're going through hard things, sometimes the idea of trust being the solution to that can feel intangible or it can feel not super black and white, you know? But again, like Dan said, the, the, the clues are everywhere. This is just how God designed us to, to be, you know? God designed us to have this constant relationship with him and this trust with him and, and then for him to carry us and support us through that. And so, you know, just I'm going to throw out a couple scenarios here. Um, if you're someone who has a coworker that you hate with a passion that drives you crazy, or you have a neighbor who is a terrible neighbor and insults your family, you know, or you're a parent who's concerned about their kids going back to school or not, you know, or if you're someone who's out there considering the vaccine or not, or say you're, I'm just going to keep going here. You're a single person who is really longing to be married and that hasn't happened yet or you're a single person who doesn't want to be married and you're dealing with pressure from people, whatever that suffering looks like, there's just an infinite amount of scenarios. Remember that this is the design that God laid out for you. So I'm going to read this. I feel like we can't talk about the blueprint for suffering without reading Romans 5, right? This is top top of chapter five here. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And just, man, first of all, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that. But then just walk through that process, you know, we have access to God by our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I think that part's easier to think about. Yeah. We rejoice in heaven. Who wouldn't want to be, mm. be in heaven and think about that, you know? But not only that, we rejoice in our sufferings, which I think for most people, that's where we go. Hold up a second. Yeah, you know, you lost me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because we rejoice because again, the muscles, the butterflies, the momentary afflictions, because suffering produces endurance that because of that, you're a more mature, you're a grown person, you will suffer better after that. And that same endurance then produces character, which means you as a person, as a son and daughter of Jesus Christ, as a human being, you will have a a grown and more developed character because of that suffering. And that character produces hope. 
and demonstrating that hope, you know, that hope not putting us to shame, again, that's how people are gonna see God in this world. It's mm-hmm. our hope and our righteousness and our holiness, right? And so if you're in that spot and you're like, how does suffering help whatever I'm going yeah. through right now? Again, just remind your heart and your soul of that process of, yeah, it's not super one-steppy. You know, there is a long-term process. There is growth. Mm-hmm. We're not going to break the butterfly out of the cocoon, right? you know, but it is a process and it is a plan ahead of you that God has laid out. And so you don't have to feel unknown about what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. You know, and, and, and I think, um, I'm so grateful, Heather, that you're on here to talk talk to us about all this stuff. And and I don't know how much you're at liberty to share about, you know, what the Moogs are going through. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot on your plate, you know, that that I think maybe this stuff is resonating with you in a very personal way. You know, like, um, so I don't know if you and we can cut this out if if it if it doesn't sure. work, but but I don't know if you want to share just on a personal level, like everything that your family's going through and how this stuff is like is like how you're interacting with this stuff in light of that. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> no, this is good. I just don't want to cry. Um, in a good way. So yeah, there's, there's suffering and, um, in the Moog family and also on my side of the family too. So, you know, no one is immune from suffering is just, something that I'm continually learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have physical suffering going on with um, Vicky, just some major um, back pain and health things that it's, it's a journey mm-hmm. and it's a journey, you know, that um, we're, we're figuring out what's going on with her and she's getting, getting care for that. And, and that's then, your mother-in-law for those that don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My yeah. mother-in-law. And then on both sides of my family, um, there's, uh, relational suffering going on and and things that we're praying for, for God's redemption and reconciliation and healing to come. And that is our prayer and our hope. And um, we're so excited for that. And we know that God can do that, but we're not seeing it just yet. Um, we're trusting that that will come, but um, it's it takes time and it's His timing. So that's that's kind of the the gist, I guess I would say of what, of what we're, we're going through. And for Josh and I, um, I think we're very much like how we're asking ourselves, how do we come alongside our family members in this season? We, um, we're not experiencing that suffering directly ourselves. We're not in the physical pain, but we're, we're co-laborers, you know, and we're, we're trying to encourage and, and support and care for our family members. So, um, I, I've been thinking a lot about suffering and this was very timely. Um, so yeah, I had a thought. No, me, no, it's good. I, you know, I, I had a thought with, oh, go ahead. no, go I ahead. just, I hear you talking, you know, just about the, the endurance piece of like, you know, uh, uh basically we're wanting to see these things turn around. We're, and a lot of times that's what, ha- that's the prayers that we pray is like, God changed the circumstances, you know? Right. Um, and he certainly does that. I mean, he's, he, he's always constantly like moving and, and answering prayer and like blowing us away, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but, but sometimes we have to wait on that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's where the, the trust and the faith really come in because, it, you know, a, a father knows how much is just the right amount to get us to where he wants us to go. Right. You know, I think even like, like right now I'm, you know, 
uh, I'm, I'm teaching my kids like some baseball stuff because baseball season's, you know, upon us. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and so we get out there and I'm teaching them the discipline of, you know, you stand there and when the ball comes to you, you know, you don't try to flinch or hide or duck. You know, you just stand there and you, and you put you, – there's these different positions to catch the ball, but you got to stand firm and you got to, you know. And and so I'm – I know that's a challenge for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a discipline that they need to learn. And, you know, I could have them out there three hours a day until they, you know, no, with no water breaks and they're falling <laughs> on their face and, you know, their, their, their muscles are falling off the bone, you know, cause they're throwing. No, I'm, I'm a father. I know what's the right amount, what they can handle, but also what's going to teach them what they need to learn, mm-hmm. you know? And so if we think about God, like a father, you know, he's, 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 he's regulating and monitoring this, the discipline, so that it's so that it's not overbearing. It's not going to crush us. Exactly. It's just the right amount so that we can we can increase our faith. Right. Yeah. He and and that's exactly what I think. Me and the other mugs are are learning and practicing and trying to do is entrust entrust ourselves to Him who judges justly, and remember that He has good purpose in in this, just as you have good purpose in you know helping your kids and training them or a coach, uh, training someone for hours. Um, that it's 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 doing something in us, and he is doing a lot. I mean, well, you could talk to all of us, I think, and and talk about how he's building our faith and our reliance upon mm-hmm. him, and and teaching us to lean um, into him. And it was uh, one other thing I thought of too is just how applicable this sermon was, um, and the reminder that of how much Jesus went through. And the other day, I was praying, and I was thinking. Lord, you endured so much, and so we can endure what we're going through. Mm. And that kind of sounds weird. And I was thinking how that might that might sound strange if you articulate that to someone. Like, why would we why would we be happy that Jesus suffered and went through all of this? Mm. But it was because of the of the results of that victorious outcome of that. That through his suffering, he restored us in relationship to him, and you know he conquered sin and death. And so. Um, that's the that's the beautiful ending of his suffering, and so that does give us hope in the midst of suffering. Being like, okay, Lord, you you went through so much, and it really puts things in perspective. And yeah, we're never going to go through anything. Nothing that we go through even compares to that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love that. And thanks for being candid about your family, Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure a lot of you listening can relate to that. I'm sure you're going through a lot of the same things with your families or friends or whatever that looks like. And you know, maybe as we end, just one one challenge, maybe, and this might sound crazy to some people, is I think that that last piece of it is just understanding Jesus and what he went through can really just redefine the way we look at suffering and the way we understand trust and all that stuff. So maybe if you're someone who's struggling with that, or even if you're doing great and you just want to better empathize with Jesus and understand, here's a fun challenge. Come to every service we're going to have next week. <laughs> you know, where yeah. this is Easter week, man. We're about to get into it. And this is like Super Bowl Sunday for Christians. That's right? right. That's right. And just, there's a reason why we have these services. You know, when we talk about Palm Sunday and celebrate Jesus's entry into Jerusalem and just, just praise him in that way. Maundy Thursday, which is not a Monday, in case you didn't know, it's on <laughs> Thursday. But when we focus on Jesus's last supper and him washing his disciples' feet and, and giving his command for communion, and then Good Friday, the work that was accomplished on the cross. And then, of course, Easter Sunday, where we're going to praise him and celebrate that he is risen. Just come to these services, every single one of them, and just walk through this journey with Jesus. You know, 
envision envision the moments. I love Nate's thing of this being like a, a TV episode, you yeah, know, the reveal, oh, the yeah. reveal. Yeah. yeah. So, Hey, come watch the show with us. Come to season, whatever it is, 2021 of Easter Sunday season and just get a greater appreciation for what our savior went through. And, and trust that because of that, because your understanding of his suffering, like Heather was saying, man, he's going to empower you because of your faith to suffer well also. Yeah. And, and just the, my last thing, you know, before we sign off is just, we, you know, we look at Hebrews 12 and, and we see this example of Jesus, you know, this, this suffering and, and even, you know, just the, the gospel account in Mark, you know, of, of Jesus just willingly and faithfully um, as an obedient, trusting son, like walking through this process. And we're like, we hear, okay, that's, that's my model. That's my example. When I suffer. Wow. Okay. That's hard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like how am I ever supposed to measure up, you know? And I, so that's why I think it's so important to just to remember what Jesus accomplished, you know, mm. through that process is he, he's, he becomes our savior, you know? And so there's, there's, if you're listening at home and you're like, man, this is a tall order to like suffer in a Christ-like way. Yes, it is. And so, and we're all going to fall short of it. And so that's why we need a savior. That's why we, we are so grateful that we're standing in grace and that Jesus understands our weakness and he wants to give us help in our time of need. He wants us to, um, you know, he filled in that gap that, that we fall short of. And so just as, as you think about, you know, Jesus as our, as our model, our example, um, don't let it, don't let it discourage you. Don't, don't let it, you know, sometimes we're, we're like, I could never reach there. So I'm not even going to try, you know, um, just know that as we progress, as we become more Christ-like in our suffering, Jesus is constantly interceding for us. And he, his, his sacrifice is, is, is purifying us and making us, you know, um, righteous. And so anyway, hold on to that as you, as you go through this stuff. Yeah. I just want to tag on just one little thing about that is, yeah, again, we're not perfect, you know, we're never going to be, but it's not, it's not going to be us saying, Hey, I'm like Jesus. I'm exactly like Jesus. That's going to demonstrate him to the world. It's the process. It's, Mm -hmm. Hey, it's you saying every day, Jesus is making me more and more like him. He's getting me through it. That's what's going to tell your neighbor that you're being transformed That's or your cool. spouse or your family, whatever it is. That's awesome. Heather, you're up. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I was just thinking like share with us, you know, what you're going through or, or um, what you're praying for, what struggles you're facing. And yeah, we'd love to walk alongside you and, or share with a friend or your connect group. And we're not doing it alone. We're That's running right. the race together. Together Love. in this fight. Ooh, <laughs> hello. Someone should write a song, song about song. that. Yeah. We'll drop a link in the show notes. All right, guys. Hey, we hope that this has been encouraging. Again, not discouraging. There's no place for guilt and shame in the <laughs> kingdom of God. So we hope that you've been encouraged. Thanks, Heather. And thanks, Dan. And thanks you, listener. Again, if you didn't listen to Sunday, go listen to Nate. If you didn't listen to last week's testimonies, drop a link in the show notes. And we hope to see you guys next week at all four Easter services. Subtle plug. He is risen. He is risen indeed. That sounded too creepy. He's risen indeed. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.